Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will receive 15% off your next order. I am James Yarko, back. After a week off, excited to be here with my co-host, David Harrison. You can check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners if you're new to the show please subscribe leave a five-star review it does help other buccaneers fans find us yeah welcome back james from your your week of vacation although you're running all over god's green earth supporting your son's hockey dream so i know it wasn't that much of a vacation but appreciate you coming back anyway and i'm sure that our listeners miss you on today's episode of course we're taking ahead or we're taking a look ahead at the tampa bay buccaneers 2021 schedule uh, and for those of you who listened last week yes we were supposed to have scott smith on today's episode however a scheduling snafu has occurred so he's going to come on to our next episode drop it on tuesday so come back for that so instead we're flipping and what was supposed to be our our episode tomorrow james will be our episode today which is our predictions for tampa bay buccaneers 2021 schedule and we're going every single week or week not just what our primetime games are not just the opening week every single week because you are insane and apparently highly motivated after your time off from the show. So, James, this is your baby. Weeks one through four before our first break. So let's get to it. Yeah, well, and I'll be interested to see which of us gets more games right, if either of us get any games right at all. But uh, let's go ahead and, and start things off with, with my first quarter of the season, and then we'll kick it over to yours. I have the Buccaneers starting off. This, to me, is a layup. Thursday night football to open the NFL season against the division rival New Orleans Saints. Beat them in the NFC divisional round of the playoffs. You have Jameis Winston penciled in as the starting quarterback. Makes sense to start the season off with a division rivalry. Save some of these other marquee matchups for later in the year for some of these primetime slots. But makes a lot of sense to me to start the season off again facing off with the New Orleans Saints week two week three and week four i just have one o'clock games down the board week two they're going to be hosting the chicago bears week three they travel to face another rookie quarterback facing off with the new york jets until they close out the first quarter of the season with another divisional matchup where tom brady looks to keep his undefeated streak intact against the Atlanta Falcons. So you start off facing off against Jameis Winston. You get Justin Fields and and help me out here. What's the Jets' new quarterback? All I can think of is Sam Darnold, but that's the Panthers. Zach Wilson. That's the one. Back-to-back rookie quarterbacks. And then Matt Ryan and, the, uh, and Kyle Pitts there in week four. Yeah, so is that week four matchup? Is that the road game or is that the home that game? That is at Atlanta. So they're home, home, away, away. Because I am writing these down. So, guys, if you hear some clicking in the background while James is talking, I am writing down his list uh, so that we can keep some receipts. I don't know his list right now, just for full clarity. Um, so, James, real quick, I'll kind of react to yours uh, super fast. Saints, yeah, I do feel like that's a layup pick uh, for that first pick. Thursday Night Football opening up the season, Super Bowl champions, as the tradition goes, uh, outside of 2019, which you did some research, and and that, uh, for, for those who don't remember like I didn't, that was to celebrate the 100th year and the oldest rivalry in the NFL, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. That's why the Patriots didn't open up the 2019 season. 
Uh, Bears-Jets back-to-back rookie quarterbacks. It kind of makes sense. And then you've got a home game and a road game there and then a road game against a divisional rival to wrap up the first quarter of the season. I mean, it's clean. It makes a lot of sense, but it's wrong. So <laughs> the the layup answer for the opening week, and I'm sure a lot of people are expecting the New Orleans Saints, right? That just it just it does make sense. And that storyline of Jameis Winston being the expected starter, it's still there. I don't know how much grip is on those tires, though, honestly. Like I think within like the Bucks fandom and maybe a little bit within the Saints, although I don't think the Saints fans care as much about Jameis being the former Buccaneers quarterback as much as uh, Buccaneers fans will care about that matchup type of thing. I, I, you know, I just don't know how sexy it is to the national audience. But whenever a team gets blown out of the Super Bowl, what always happens? The team that lost to that team that got blown out always says, "We'd have done better. We could have done that. We could have lost thirty-one to nine. Well, guess what? Buffalo Bills fans were saying at home in February. Josh Allen could have scored more than nine points against the Buccaneers defense. So I got the Buffalo Bills." opening up the season in Raymond James Stadium on Thursday Night Football for week one. Josh Allen bringing in his team to show that not only can they compete with the Super Bowl champs, but they can do better than Pat Mahomes did because that's going to spark that conversation all season long about whether or not this is the year the Bills can overcome the Chiefs. That's obviously prime time. Week two, James, coming off Thursday Night Football, the Buccaneers defending Super Bowl champs, they're going to go scout out the next Super Bowl. They're on the road to Los Angeles for Monday Night Football against Matthew Stafford, the Tampa homeboy, leading the Los Angeles Rams against Tom Brady. That's my week two. Week three, I have the Buccaneers hosting the Falcons. Week four, I got them hosting the Panthers. That week three matchup will be a 4 o'clock slate because of the Kyle Pitts matchup. First time going up against this Buccaneers defense. Let's see how Todd Bowles matches up for that. And then a 1 o'clock for the Panthers because, I mean, it's Panthers. You know what I'm saying? So, week one, hosting the Bills Thursday Night Football. Week two, in Los Angeles for Monday Night Football. Week three, hosting the Falcons for their first divisional matchup. But I know week three is a little late for the first divisional matchup, but that's what I got uh, there. And then they they wrap it up the first quarter with a uh, a home visit or a visit to the to Raven James Stadium by the Carolina Panthers and their brand-new quarterback, uh, Mr. Mono Bust himself. I can't remember his name. Honestly, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. There you go. That's the guy that I was thinking of. So that's my first four games, James. I think obviously everybody will agree uh, that I won. And another way that they can all win is by going and visiting our friends over at Nugenics because Buccaneers fans listen up. The number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America to get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics total tea. Just text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increases energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Another way that our listeners can win and win big, David, is over with our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Not only that, but the Stanley Cup playoffs are about to get underway. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. 
This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on, all one word, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back now for segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast, predicting the 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule. And James, we already gave our listeners the first quarter of the season. Now we're going to do the rest of the season in this segment. So I will give you my next 14 weeks of scheduling. Just kidding. So I'll do the next quarter, James. How about that? Well, let's go quarter by quarter. That that sounds good considering all of your first quarter picks are wrong. Wow. So my second quarter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, here's how I see this boiling down. We're going to kick off week five in New York. Gives the, gives the Jets a little bit of time. Uh, the, the, you know, the Big Apple and all that stuff gives them time to get their rookie quarterback acclimated before you bring the Super Bowl champions into their house. So you're, you're more likely to get a better matchup if you're, the, if you're in the National Football League. And we're going to give that game to CBS, so that'll be airing at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever, 4.15, 4.05 for CBS there in New York in Week 5. And then Week 6, we do have the Saints coming to town. Uh, to wrap up the first six games of the season. After that matchup, we're going to have the Buccaneers going to buy. It's not week 13. It's probably not as late as Bruce Arians wanted to see, but the Bucs got a really late bye week last year, so I don't see them getting a super late one this year. But I also don't see them getting super early. The NFL is going to want to capitalize on that Super Bowl you know, hangover or whatever nostalgia that still lasts there. So I think week seven is probably a good time. We're coming out of week seven right into a primetime game. Sunday night football in the nation's capital against the Washington football team, a playoff rematch. This gives Ryan Fitzpatrick seven weeks of competition and practice to get used to his new weapons. The Washington football team has made a lot of upgrades on the offense and the defense, so they should be able to match up fairly well against the Bucs. I do think they'll probably still win. The Buccaneers will probably still win that game, but it'll be a nice, sexy matchup for the Buccaneers. After the NFL has a week of no Tom Brady, they get him back in primetime on Sunday night football, and then you have him rolling right back another back-to-back primetime schedule going week nine into New England on Monday night football to face the New England Patriots. I know I went one game over. I apologize. That's on me. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of front loaded primetime games there for you, David. And, and unfortunately, yes, yes, it is. Unfortunately, I'm looking at your schedule and I'm looking at my schedule. So once again, you have no games right here in, uh, <laughs> in your next five picks here because week five, the bucks are going to play their third consecutive road game going to New England on Monday Night Football. Brady's Brady and Gronk's return to Foxborough. That one will be circled. It's been circled for like a year and a half now, as Carmen said last week on the show. Week six, we're going to bring it back to a one o'clock start. Familiar foe, division rival, hosting the Carolina Panthers before the Bucks go back on the road in week seven, heading to Los Angeles for Sunday Night Football. And then in week eight, they are going to be home against the Dolphins at four o'clock, the the four o'clock time slot. And you were you were so close, David. You were off by one week because in week nine, that's when the Buccaneers are going to go face the Washington football team. But it's going to be a one o'clock start. It's not going to be it's not going to be prime time, buddy. Oh, you're going to playoff rematch at one o'clock in the afternoon. That uh, that's that's interesting. So, listen, you mentioned I have a lot of front loaded primetime games. I don't. They're not completely front loaded. I mean, my my second two primetime games are week eight, week nine, pretty much right there in the middle that's, of the season. That's fair. And by week nine, we're going to know, are the Buccaneers, again, Super Bowl contenders, or are they 
hangovers are they are they suffering from a super bowl hangover which so that's gonna i mean the way i look at it like that pretty much kills the storyline right so if the buccaneers are, are going to suffer from a super bowl hangover come week nine let's say you know they've got like three or four losses on their belt people are going to kind of stop paying attention and kind of start shifting to the other competitors if they're running the table and if they're beating all these teams and if they have you know seven eight wins by the end of week nine then yeah they're going to be a top team they're going to be a big story but it's going to be kind of played out so the nfl is going to want to hold week 10 to like 15 16 for some of those you know middle of the road teams like the bills and chiefs and and see what they can do and and you know maybe the nfc east race is getting tight the nfc west with all their quarterbacks and all that stuff so that's that's kind of how i see that trickling down so now the third uh the third quarter of the season james and and real quick i'll react to some of yours i like the fact that we both have the Rams in prime time. I've got them Monday night. You've got them Sunday night. You've got Pats on Monday night. I've also got Pats on Monday night. So, so far we're kind of seeing eye to eye, at least on when the, the prime time games will come. And then, you know, obviously opening the week, just different, uh, different opponents. So I like that, but I can't, I can't imagine the NFLs cause that's not a flex week, week nine against the Washington football team. So if Washington is leading the NFC East and the Buccaneers are coming into the nation's capital, that's, that's a huge matchup. And now it's on at one. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's on a one like that, that. There's nothing sexy about that. Anyway, moving in. Uh, I only have three games because I did go a game over on the on the second quarter of the season. So finishing out the third quarter of the season, uh, week 10, uh, hosting the Dolphins, coming off that Monday Night Football matchup against the Patriots. So yeah, you have another former AFC East foe now coming into Tom Brady's new house so that he can, uh, he can smack him around a little bit there. And then I have two road games, my first or my second schedule slate of back-to-back road games for the team after coming off of uh, visits to D.C. and then New England. Week 11, they go to Atlanta, face Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, and the Atlanta Falcons, who by then have probably had all the wheels fall off, and they're wondering why they drafted Kyle Pitts in the first place because nobody can use him. Week 12, going to Philly. This is kind of a favor to the Buccaneers. Like, it's it's late enough in the season that it should still kind of bring back some of those memories of shutting down the vet and all this stuff, but it's not so late that it's going to be super frigid cold which will be you know good for guys like uh, like uh, Devin White and all those guys. But that is the the final three games, James, of my third quarter of the NFL schedule. Congratulations, David. Round of applause. You've got one game right. My week 10 is going to be against the New York football giants at 415. Week 11, the Bucks get their bye week. So 10, 10 games to start off the year, almost right there in the middle of their schedule. But week 11, they're on the bye. And then week 12, at the Philadelphia Eagles at one o'clock. All right. And I too also have the Eagles at one o'clock. I actually have the Dolphins, Falcons, Eagles games, all one o'clock matchups. Cause I mean, they're, they're the Dolphins, Falcons, Eagles. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have, I have a little run here where basically I have the bucks playing uh, three NFC East teams in four weeks with a bye wedged there in the middle. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. Uh, so moving into the third quarter of the season, week 13, I've got the Buccaneers hosting the giants at an, in an afternoon game, four o'clock game, you know, Daniel Jones is this, this, I think this is the year the giants are going to figure out that Daniel Jones is it or he's not it week 13 seems like a good time. Either Daniel Jones has been proving himself. So now they bring that improved offense uh, with Kenny Galladay into, into Tampa against that defense and see if Daniel Jones can kind of uh, unseat or dethrone uh, the King as it were in, in a, in a, late season mid to late season matchup week 14 i've got them going to indianapolis in a one o'clock matchup week 15 i've got our final non-flexed primetime game so scheduled previously scheduled primetime game week 15 hosting dak prescott and the dallas cowboys on sunday night football it's jerry jones it's dak coming off of his whole situation and getting his extension and everything else so dallas cowboys they're always good for primetime uh, as far as the nfl is concerned 
And then James in week 16, leaving me two games left because uh, of NFL math, whatever. I've got the Carolina Panthers hosting the Buccaneers week 16 in a one o'clock matchup. David, we are getting more and more in sync as this goes on, which is a little eerie. It's a little, it's a little weird. Um, week 13, I have the Super Bowl 56 preview the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Buffalo Bills there on Monday night football week 14. They traveled to new Orleans in the four o'clock or four fifteen time slot to take on the saints for the second time this season. Then week 15, I do in fact have the Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. So we're, you know, dead on there. Same primetime slot, same primetime opponent. And then week 16, I also have the Buccaneers at the Panthers in a one o'clock game. Alrighty, alrighty. So some 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 similarities starting to emerge here, but I just want to point out to all of our listeners, only one of us has the Bucks on the road for three straight, and it ain't this guy. Week 17, James, I've got the uh, Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, no longer a rookie, pretty much a full season under his belt, coming in to Tampa to see if they can compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, doing a little bit of a favor for the Bears, not making a play in Chicago there in December, but also potentially trying to, to help themselves as a league by kind of helping Justin Justin Fields emerge as the next great quarterback in the NFC North, maybe. Week 18, finishing off the season in New Orleans against, against the Saints at 4 o'clock. All right, and my last two, Week 17 at the Indianapolis Colts there in the warmth of Lucas Oil Stadium at 415 and then closing out the season the same way they did last year against the Atlanta Falcons at 1 o'clock at home. That would be three straight seasons the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended the year against the Atlanta Falcons. So that would be... Would it would it be three straight seasons they opened against the Saints too if mine... If mine's right, well, you know, the NFL is nothing if not consistent. That is true. You know what else is consistent, James? Our friends over at Bill Bar, who right now have nine delicious of flavors available, plus the occasional limited time flavor. I just got my shipment of Mocha Love. Those are pretty amazing. Just this last weekend, they had strawberry back for a limited time as well. So hopefully you guys got in on that. If you didn't, don't worry. Another limited time flavor is right around the corner. And when you talk to anybody who's tried Built Bars, we all have our favorites. So head over to BuiltBar.com right now. Taste all the flavors if you haven't already or taste your favorites. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. My favorite out of that group, James, the OG mint brownie. Not only do these bars taste great, they taste like candy bars, but they're protein bars and they're healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein with just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Order today and get your raspberry or your mint brownie or whatever you like by going to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. things up here on a monday edition of the locked on bucks podcast just a reminder tomorrow we will have scott smith of buccaneers.com joining us david before we get into this voicemail you know the the one thing that i got to mention about our schedules yet again is we pretty much are in sync with our primetime opponents the only differences that we had were you have the washington football team as a primetime opponent and I have the Saints as a primetime opponent. Other than that, we both have the Bills, the Pats, the Cowboys, and the Rams. So 
Yeah, and we both have five primetime appearances for the Buccaneers coming this year. Uh, so that's interesting. We'll see We'll see how that goes. And we also both went away from the back-to-back divisional matchups, actually, uh, to, to end the season. But we do have two out of the three last matchups uh, against divisional opponents. I've got two road games in their last three weeks against the Panthers and Saints while you have uh, the Panthers and Falcons with one of those being a road game one of those being a home game so yeah so we'll we'll see how it all shakes out on wednesday when the schedule gets released but david let's go ahead and jump over to our voicemail line and hear what one of our listeners has to say what's up david what's up james it's Greco. look given our draft and limited free agent moves and re-signings and looking at the chiefs moves and re-signings drafts we are both favored to be in the super bowl again So I ask you, do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC favorites, if we were to meet up with them in the Super Bowl? Thanks, guys. I want to hear what you have to say. Go Bucs. Greco! Great to hear from you, buddy. It's been a while. Um, Well, I mean, for starters, I I don't think that, as I said in segment two of this show, uh, I don't think the Buccaneers would face the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl again, David. I think, I think we're going to have the Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. But if they were to meet up again, I do believe that the Buccaneers are the superior team, and the reason for that is is all of the speed that they have on defense. All of the planning that Todd Bowles is able to do, the scheming, the putting his players in the right position, they have the right makeup to counter what the Chiefs can do offensively. And you could have given them their starting offensive line. They might have gotten an additional touchdown out of it. But the Buccaneers are built in a way that they are 100% capable of beating the Chiefs at any point in time. It's not going to be that way forever. Probably just going to be that way this year. We'll have to see what next offseason holds. But yeah, I absolutely think that the Bucs can go toe-to-toe and defeat the Chiefs once again. Yeah, I mean, for the record, I agree. I think that this is the year the Buffalo Bills kind of take that step. And I think you're looking at uh, the Buffalo Bills probably representing the AFC in uh, the Super Bowl this year. And if the Buccaneers make it back there, that'd be great. Uh, When I look at you know the the Chiefs. I don't think you would have another thirty-one to nine outcome. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs were legitimately a little surprised by all the things that Todd Bowles threw at them. I don't think uh, they expected a lot of people come into games against the Chiefs, and I don't want to call them scared, but they almost you know call it more respect them. They respect their talent, so they kind of play more conservative and, and look to look to contain them versus stop them. The Buccaneers came out and said, we're going to stop you. You're not going to do what you want to do. You're not going to do what you like to do, and we're going to be the reason you don't do it. And I look at their roster, man. I mean, uh, they lost Sammy Watkins. They didn't really bring in anybody. Uh, you know, they have a fifth-round pick added to their wide receiver group that's not going to make uh, that big of a difference. I mean, I guess, you know, stranger things have happened. But then uh, you even look at the improvements they made on the offensive line. Yeah, Orlando Brown was a, was a Pro Bowl left tackle. You know what I mean? But the overall improvements on the offensive line, I don't think you have an offensive line that's really that much more improved outside of health than you did to begin with. And like you said, if you have if the Chiefs have their starting offensive line, yeah, they don't they probably don't lose 31 to 9, but they lose what 31 to 14, 17, even 21. Like, you know what I mean? It's still it's still a two-score game if not more. Uh when you look at it, Creed Humphrey, a second-round pick is a good addition. If is he going to be a starter? I don't know, but even if he is a starter, he's still going to be coming off his first year and you know, not every offensive lineman can be uh Tristan Wirfs. And you saw Mike Remmers at right tackle. And as far as I'm concerned, if you have Mike Remmers at right tackle, 
you are doomed to lose in the Super Bowl. That's just that's just how that kind of kind of thing works. And then you look at the defense, and that's really for me. If you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, like when I look at the Chiefs roster, I'd say you have to improve on the defense side of the ball more than anything. And what did they do this year to improve on defense? Let's see. Let's look at the list. They added a second round linebacker in Nick Bolton. That's it. That's where the Chiefs made improvements on defense. So no, I don't think the Chiefs did enough to keep up with the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think they did enough to keep their lead on teams like the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, I don't even think the Kansas City Chiefs will be in their third straight Super Bowl uh, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, Greco, just to answer your question, if the Bucs and Chiefs faced off on paper, black and white, and, and I don't and I don't want to get too crazy here. I don't want you guys to think like, oh man, we just think the Bucs can beat everybody. I didn't like the matchup for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's why I kind of had the score prediction I had. Uh, but I gave Patrick Mahomes apparently a little too much credit. Um, I don't like it now even more. Like I think that another year of having all these starters in the continuity is just going to make the Buccaneers better. The big question, of course, James, is going to be health. So that's going to be the biggest you know determining factor. But black and white, paper on paper, everybody healthy. Yes, the Buccaneers can still beat the Kansas City Chiefs. How irate will Buffalo Bills fans be if they make it back to the Super Bowl just to lose to Tom Brady? <laughs> I mean that I don't know. I think most Buffalo Bills fans would be like, yeah, of course. I mean, why, you know, why why wouldn't we lose to Tom Brady? Um but Buffalo Bills fans, I know actually quite a few Buffalo Bills fans. Uh and Buffalo Bills fans are just are kind of just excited to see their team not only being competitive again, but being competitive in a way that really represents the city of Buffalo with kind of that hard nose, kind of knock you down type of mentality. Um so they're really just looking to see them take that next step. Nobody's expecting a Super Bowl, but you know if they make it or if they even win, they'll they'll certainly be breaking a whole lot of tables. All right. Well, David, that is going to do it for us. Remember to come back tomorrow for our conversation with Scott Smith, and uh, should be a good one. Well, we can talk to him a little bit about the schedule, and and we'll talk a little bit about the draft as we kind of put a bow on that. Since I didn't get to talk about it a whole lot, you had all the fun last week, but. Unfortunately for our listeners, I'm back and and they have to deal with me again. But now that we're all done with this, make sure that you are getting all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Our local experts update you on the latest news in every major sport. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're sending us your voicemails and voice memos to 813-444-5841 or the email is LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks